0: I'm going to say a very big welcome to Tanya. Tanya Edwards.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, thank you for coming. Uh, it's the Galactic Zoo radio show and podcast. I'm very pleased that you're sitting here. I like your comedy. I think you're a very nice person as well. Uh, thanks, Tanya. <laughs> very erudite and, um, and witty and smart and funny.
1: And partial to a compliment, so.
0: That's all right. Everyone should have a compliment. do you think everyone should have a compliment now and again?
1: Sincere ones. And also if you're introducing a radio thing, of course, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah but mine are sincere. I mean, you have to use your instinct to... I,
1: I, I think it's just nice to keep the vibe up, especially at the moment, isn't it? Just yeah, generally.
0: I think so. Do you use your instincts? Do you use your sixth sense for
1: anything? Yes, all the time, yeah.
0: Give me an example of when you use your sixth sense.
1: With my children, all the time. Um, are you, in, in what way? Are you talking about like you when you trust someone or you dislike yeah. them? Yeah. In, well, yeah, I would just call that normal... Social interaction, I'm very, very reliant on it, yeah.
0: So, yeah, because a lot of people would kind of poo-poo that, wouldn't they? wouldn't think like a, you know, that's a very kind of woo-woo, as a lot of people like to use it. Oh, I think term. you could just
1: phrase it differently. You know, are you a good judge of character? There's okay. all sorts of ways that you can phrase it that are, are very down-to-earth.
0: More acceptable.
1: Yeah, also, there's a, it's just undoubtable that some people have a terrible um, compass for human behaviour. And they have the same problems over and over again, and other people escape them, and that's because they're using their judgment better. So we've got the cat. We've got a cat with this cat. I desperately want a cat. I really want a cat, but my husband has asthma.
0: We've yeah. My my wife's extremely allergic to cats. She did get get used to the last three. Uh, when When we met, I had three cats at the time, and she got used to this one. Her eyeballs to pop out of her head the other day, a bit like in total, total recall. I don't know if you've ever Apparently,
1: you adjust to it though. Horm- yeah, you do. Hormonally, you adjust to the hormones you do. of your cat. You do, but my husband's not buying this line.
0: <laughs> he is particularly smelly though when he has a massive crap in the old litter tray, which doesn't help. Yeah. And um,
1: but You and, have uh, a garden, so he won't be inside forever. Or are you going to be a permanent? No, tray he, will
0: be, he will be released into the world, but he's got to be old enough to fend off the fox. Yeah. The fox is come here. He I mean,
1: can't just sit
0: there and make noise. So he's got to be able to fend off the other there's some big toms around there that, you know, he's yeah. got to be able to get away from and
1: my, my friend has been talking about her massive Doberman that's humping all the local dogs. <sighs> whatever their size or or sex. Not doesn't care. <sighs> Sounds like she's a got, rapist she's got dog. A, she's got a... Well, he's just very young and he wants to hump everything. It's a very, very smart house. And she's very, very middle class and, and she was um, upset because there's sperm everywhere.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> sperm everywhere. She should be collecting it, putting it in special vials.
1: So funny. Mm, dear. Yeah, okay, I'm glad I've not been home. That's not for me. I'm a massive jizzing <laughs> doberman, no thank you.
0: Dobermans are those kind of classic um, guard dogs, aren't they? Basically, yeah, kind of big, quite big. vicious, and they fit. They feature in the Omen as well. As the movie The Omen.
1: I'm afraid I don't watch films. Uh, uh, let's just put that out there at the top. I do not watch television, and I do not watch films. I have seen films, and um, I and I have two favourites. Uh, Tell me what they uh, are. Splash and Scarface, but it's pretty wow, much both. My fault. S, both something yeah. and I couldn't get Also Polaroid. liked Carlito's Way. So um, you like a mafia film then? Yeah, I do, but I I haven't watched TV for years. Well, I think I think the interesting thing is how it's impossible to concentrate unless you're in a really deeply soporific state. So it's just curious just because my children don't watch TV and obviously all of their friends do and they he watched a, my son watched a movie at school one day. It was the last day term was the picnic was rained off and um, but what I think is interesting if I go to his friends' houses they'll put the television on when they're eating and an iPad on and be changing the channel mm And so it's not even like they're actually watching something it's 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 very strange, especially at the moment where i you've obviously heard the um apocryphal tale of Socrates learning the liar when mm-hmm. he was before he died, but it's just because you can't be afraid if you're concentrating some, no. a thing and um so precautions they increase fear or um uh, lack of attention increases fear, so everything we're doing via the television at the moment is making you afraid
0: so how do you how are you gonna how are you broaching that um other kids having TV at home your kids not having Mm TV? because i
1: don't don't care it doesn't come up so so if i'm in their home if they have the television on they have the television on you'll notice if your child doesn't watch tv that they still don't they go and look for the cat or for the fish or they're talking because they haven't been trained to watch something random especially in this particular instance it's changing all the time but other mothers find it quite objectionable that you don't use the television as a sort of pacifier. Mm.
0: It's a bit like the fizzy drink syndrome where, you don't. I mean, it's only if it's introduced into your life as a treat that it becomes a treat. It's like any reality, isn't it? It's only when that reality is introduced into your life and it's programmed into you by parents or society or school that it becomes a reality. So like, my kids don't drink fizzy drinks, for example.
1: Mine are too little anyway. I don't think anyone drinks fizzy drinks for five. Oh yes, they do. Oh yes, they do. No. Not Even possible. the
0: ribena and things like that, the heinous ribena, the tooth rotter. We don't have any of that, so
1: no. But I—that's—is I, that the thing?
0: Well, it's just. I, I did
1: give an ice cream to my friend's daughter once, and as she said to me, "My daughter can't have sugar," and I thought, "What a psychopath! Everyone can have a bit of sugar." It's like And nuts, then I turned around it? and my and her, her daughter was prostate on the ground <laughs> screaming. I was like, goodness.
0: My. It's like the nut thing, though. We can't send the kids in with peanut butter packed lunch sandwiches anymore yeah. or any nut bars or any anything to do with nuts like so yeah because
1: everybody's got allergies to everything yeah. now why I mean, would that's that be?
0: serious that's a kind of serious thing If you don't want to be mean to other people's kids
1: who've no, you don't got, want to kill of, anyone no, that seems no, a bit not, much not
0: directly <laughs> but um so th- th- that is a thing though with parents so i find because being a parent that you know they're like oh my god you don't have a television what's going on here and, the, and there is a kind of a weird moment sometimes. but well, it's because
1: we're, we're instinctively competitive, I think, and everybody wants to be doing the best that they can do. And so having something that's easy and harmless, in their opinion, by not doing that, you're suggesting that they're doing something harmful, just by existing. Yeah. Um, but you have to kind of let people do their own thing. We're, we've forgotten that, though. We've forgotten how to, as a society, just...
0: It's to give each other space. Yeah. To, to be somebody else.
1: I'm sure people used to be wackier when I was young, like more eccentric. I
0: think I think it, I
1: mean, it used that is... to be an admirable thing. Now everybody seems to want to be the same. It, it's like a, a an epidemic of conformism, I think.
0: Yeah. Do you think that's been directed? Do you think that's like a kind of directed weapon at society, getting them all to kind of behave in this groupthink way?
1: Absolutely. Well, obviously now it's, it's impossible to not notice. But I'm just generally for years, everybody's been lying really lying about everything mm. and you, you see it's like small compromises don't you really but they're not small compromises once you're lying you're, you're lying
0: so tell me this then um i want to like crack on with specific questions because you know we've got Let's an go hour it, yeah. and i've got you here thanks mm-hmm. for coming thank you for having um me.
1: really when, great garden as well so yeah plants, i've
0: got my first bananas I've okay. heard, it's, really a, it's a great it's a great omen that is it's I like know, the, you know such the universe a nice vibe. thank you i like that um that's very kind of you so, was there a time where you was you could call yourself a normie? You did, but- I
1: was 100% hard-boiled normie. I have been thrown out of the matrix uh, at a speed that made me very distressed, actually. <laughs> I, it would have been nicer to have a like, sort of gradual, creeping suspicion that things weren't quite as I thought. Um, but no, I've I've had a violent, I've been violently expelled from plight society. And You've been, been born hard. Yeah, it's it's been really frightening actually. There's no other way to describe it. It's been absolutely terrifying and unpleasant. I saw a lot of lies. I'm a comedian, and people uh, to get ahead were saying all kinds of shit. Excuse mm. my language. Um, it's all right. I no, But people, you know, pretending that women have penises, or you know, pretending that everyone was a fascist. Don't they? Oh, what a a disappointment. (laughs) Biological sex, doesn't exist that kind of thing. And you could see that they were getting directly rewarded for Mm. saying something that was palpably absurd. Um, And, you know, even if you thought it was palpably absurd, you didn't comment on it. So normally, if there's an absurdity, people make jokes. But it would be the opposite.
0: So tell us when it happened. When did it happen? My violent expulsion from the Matrix. Sounds like a book title, actually.
1: (laughs) Obviously, at the beginning of this... Um, Because I was fully, full 100% full normie, I accepted that it was a building project, a three-week building project, and I was really put out. So I had never been doing better in my career. I was really pleased with how things were going. I was gigging all the time. I've got beautiful children. I've got a lovely house, great marriage. In fact, I was actually in a restaurant with my baby, um, on my own with him, eating something delicious, drinking a small red wine in one of those, you know, those sort of Spanish-style little glasses Mm. that they give you, thinking, in Chelsea, having just looked around some really fancy shops, thinking one day I'll be able to afford that stuff because it's all going so well. And I actually sat there thinking, this is just too unbelievably good to be true. Life is perfect. So when it started, you know, there was going to be this building project. I've got a lot of family that work in the NHS. They all believed that this was a ginormous crisis, and I assumed it was three weeks to literally get things arranged so that we could crack on. I, I feel ashamed, deeply ashamed of that now.
0: You shouldn't be ashamed of it. Well,
1: I what a moron. Anyway, so I believed that bit and I was very sick with whatever it was. Now, I've got... I still have no idea what this is. I'm not actually very interested in it. But I was very ill at the time. My children were ill. My husband Was that in so March, around the March It was period. March when everybody was ill. Mm. And, you know, all night there was uh, ambulances go- going up and down our street. And I... I've, I've been reading every different theory about this for a year, but I, regardless of what it is, for, at the beginning I thought, well, I'm very sick and I'm extremely healthy, and my all my in laws that, that I trust are going to are saying we have to have this momentary lockdown, and then literally within the week I was writing these um, Corona diaries. Within a week, I was just it was obviously preposterous. It was obviously so. But by this point, I'd um, been in for two weeks because I'd been sick for a week. And then a week later, I was out and about and people weren't very nice. And in a crisis, people are supposed to be nice and people were horrible. They weren't nice to children. But, you know, they weren't friendly. They, everything was shut. It was, people were queuing outside waitros. It was humiliate with like distance between them and the worst kind of people were policing how other people were behaving. You know, you're, you're too close or the whole, th- this is way before masks and all the other new creepy, weird, awful fetishes. But this was right at the beginning people were not nice to each other hmm. and then it was quite clear that it was not going to open and i even believe that boris johnson wasn't a devil like i in one of my diary things i was just about to post it when he went into hospital and i was like come on bojo you know i really didn't want anyone to be ill obviously now you look back and you go gosh it was so clever
0: he plays that clown role really well doesn't he yeah, that bumbling it- fool
1: so basically our entire culture in every sitcom we've produced in every thriller everything is dependent on this idea of the bumbling british bureaucrat. You know the idea that Boris Johnson is some kind of moron even though he could not be better educated he's you know related to he's got royal blood he's the best connected man on earth he speaks different languages he's 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 very very clever and because like his he, dad isn't he's a yeah,
0: eugenics dad
1: yes and his father is a widely published eugenicist it's there's no secrets here it's all completely open
0: but don't you do you ever it's it never shock you that they both got like six kids
1: No, because it's not, (laughs) eugenicists have never thinking about their own children. I know, but they're thinking about you. Just the
0: blatancy of it, I mean, I know that, but I mean, the blatancy of it, like, not even kind of, like, hiding the fact that Boris has got various kids by various women. He's like a baby father type character, isn't he, from, like, the urban neighbourhood. But that's all part,
1: that's all part of their, their, their same, um, religious beliefs, I think, their evil beliefs. So, this whole idea that you're a useless eater that deserves to be exterminated, and that that you should have multiple children with lots of different people to spread your... You know, Loins. Yes, spread your seed. That Those ideas are completely compatible to those people. Mm. It's very much... We're heading into global corporate communism, and it's very much like the sort of Russian communism. So you have the oligarchs at the top who have everything, while you, you know, have nothing.
0: So there was a specific... And by the way,
1: if you think about it, they are right insofar as it really doesn't spoil the beach if oh, there's yeah, only yeah. them on it yeah it does spoil the beach for them if there are other people it's just on a very
0: it. selfish gene kind of outlook isn't it it's like yeah. like here's the rest i've been placed here by destiny or god or satan or whatever it, it may be yeah i've been placed at the top of the pyramid i need to look after the bottom of it it's my duty isn't it but was there a specific moment or thing or bit of information that made you actually click and you thought fuck shit's wrong
1: um well, it was all wrong and it was clear that it was wrong and people were going along with it far too happily. So that was already bad. And then I had like um, a lunch with a friend and afterwards I got on the underground. Actually, it was the underground. Um But this woman, she was putting a mask on a disabled man. who mm. was only about 17 or 18 and he was in distress and she wasn't wearing a mask. I wasn't wearing a mask. And I said to her, you don't need to do that. And she said, oh, it's good for him. And I had been taught for a long time to... Um, to think that if someone did something wicked it probably wasn't their fault that we that they did it so for decades we've thought oh you murdered someone you raped them but it's because you had a bad childhood or you had a bad day at the office or you just finally lost your plot but I'd never been asked to admire something wicked so no one ever said it's an admirable mm, thing to yeah. kill a kid they'd said oh this guy killed a kid because you know he lost his temper so I had I had Learned to qualify sin, but I would never been asked to celebrate it. And so, also last year they were doing so many strange things. They did loads of midnight legislation. They did Halloween announcements. They they did lockdowns locally before Eid. They did um, they wheeled out Ed Miliband to say, who's ostensibly a Jewish man to say that you should report your neighbours to the state the week before the Jewish New Year. And then they had a national lockdown before Diwali, the festival of light. So it did very much look to be an attack on God and mm. love. And also, they, um, my residual understanding of Christ from being a child, everything was clearly anti-Christ, you know, reject your neighbor. It wasn't just that either. It was an attack on cliches. So people have cliches that they define themselves as as a nation, like an Englishman's home is his castle. Mm. Your castle was being raided. Um, uh, a nation of shopkeepers, the shops were all being shut. So it seemed to me to be like a real attack on how people define themselves as a nation and also... As an attack on the good,
0: so knocking out all the pillars, basically of like yeah, kind of foundational brutally. pillars of community, society.
1: Yeah. So, and then I, I had a religious experience.
0: Did you? Yeah. Do you so mind telling was... us about that? um I'd like to hear about it. The well, cat's coming just at I the right know, moment.
1: Hello. I love this cat. I did. How are you winning this in your relationship that you have a cat that's making your wife's eyeballs pop out? Well, she's getting better. Uh, what the wife <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> or oh, the cat?
0: She's getting better. We've got a massive um, air filter. Where you, where you was, because we're going to get sidetracked with a cat. Cats are too distracting. They're, they're lovely. They also keep ghosts at bay, which is great. Very useful here. But um, tell me, Karen, where were you? were at bay? Ghosts. Ah. Yeah, they don't really like being around cats, which is really good. Very useful for me, anyway. Because I have a, the propensity for them to come and cling to me at times. But you mentioned talk... this to me before, yeah. Yeah. Oh.
1: So, I, um, it was after I'd seen this woman. Hmm. I was in the churchyard, and... I had, had a sort of two separate experiences. But they were so overwhelming. I couldn't really... I can't give an accurate sort of temporal description. So I experienced truth as like a golden pillar of truth. Like an eternal, unmoving, unchanging. So
0: just set the scene again. You're in a gr- in a...
1: I'm speaking to a friend on the phone. Right. I'm very upset. I think I'm upset about the disabled boy, but I could have been upset about any number of things. Okay. Everything was upsetting me. And I had... I. I had I really thought that if you could explain to people that this was clearly going to have um like a vaccine and passports and all of that was so obvious to me a year and a half ago before they had a vaccine so I had an argument about a vaccine before there before there was a vaccine mm. and everyone said don't be ridiculous that would take years to develop but it seemed to me really apparent from the very beginning that they were going to create an apartheid system mm. Even myself at the, at the top, I was like, oh, well, you know, I've had it, so surely I've got some antibodies and I can go back to work and the rest of you mugs can stay at home. Like, that sort of divisive thing happened to everybody. Um, but anyway, so I experienced truth as a, as a pillar, is like a sort of golden pillar, and it wouldn't make any difference what I did. If you've seen the truth, you've seen the truth. And by the way, it doesn't matter if you know it or not. So the truth is not relative and it's not at all impacted by you or your behaviour. Um because it just is what it is, so let's say um so it
0: was a divine moment and it was like a divine yeah, so moment it, on they, the phone to a friend
1: i was I was terrified, I don't even know if I was speaking to them before or or during or i i this is like this that bit's vague. I just know that I had this experience that it would let's say I killed someone and I got away with it, and no one ever knew, and I even forgot about it myself. it would still happen. And the truth would still be the truth, even if I never, even if it was never discovered. The truth is just not something that can be changed. It just is. And and the other experience I had was that time wasn't linear at all. It's mm. all happening at once. And I was just a speck in time. This is all already finished. And Is this a separate incident to the, the all, moment all on the all phone? In, all in the same afternoon. It was a very hard day. Um. So I, it was an <laughs> experience of time as, as non-linear and... The only thing that matters is that I don't end up with my boot on anyone's neck. I had a very f- strong feeling that this was our, our Holocaust, yeah, and that it doesn't actually matter about anything as long as I don't participate in in the r- wrong. Mm. Because another thing separately, a, f- a woman I had worked for years ago, she I saw this after the event on Facebook that she um was discussing how her neighbours had some children over and how selfish they were being and what on earth should she do? Like, obviously, if you're reading this after the event, you're thinking, well, just close your curtains, knows you you witch, you know. But by the time I saw this post, everybody had been commenting on it, agreeing how selfish these people were, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And she called the police on her neighbours. And subsequently, she was one of the first people to start sharing things that I'd been sharing and to start questioning the narrative. And I wrote to her and I said, listen, I don't want to be rude, but... I know you did that evil thing, <laughs> reporting your neighbours to the police. Can I ask what's changed your mind? And she said, "Well, that." And then I started to see posts that like that. Reaction was, was and yeah, and that combined with the information that was being shared and the idea that they were taking the piss out of her from these different rules and the constant changing. But what I found curious about that was that I think that for a lot of people, they're not going to wake up until they've done something bad, mm. and. I've, I've considered myself extremely lucky that I am um, have you know been saved from the experience of calling the police on anyone or participating in this. And um,
0: strong armed into being someone who you don't want to be.
1: Yeah, I've considered that very lucky, mm. but it, I also appreciate that for somebody else, their awakening might be having their boot on my neck, and we this is not going to be over until there is like a massive surging of conscience. Um, and I think we're very far away from that.
0: And do you think in certain, No. I well, You're well, mixing well, in the right circles. Did, did that bring thinking. you... To, that, so when did you start thinking, oh, I was once an atheist, and now I believe possibly... Well, there was absolutely, definitely... God. Was it in that afternoon?
1: Yeah, by then I already realised I was probably wrong on everything. I'd already realised, because mm. what I, I definitely knew by then that um, this use of the occult this use of um well uh, clearly you just look out the window you can yeah. see that everyone's under a spell yeah. but this use of uh, propaganda i'd understood it always in material terms i'm i'm really interested in communism i'm i'm interested in history so i'd understood it in a material way there's an amazing book by Havel on the power of the powerless which i recommend but i'd read um, the rape of the mind by this guy merely but I'd been in contact with a behavioral scientist because I was so worried about all of these symbols that I was seeing. So there's a famous Chekhovian phrase, you know, Chekhov says, yeah. if you have a gun at the beginning of the play, make sure you use it by the end of the play. Otherwise, your play is going to be nonsense. Everyone's mm. just going to wait for something that hasn't happened. Well, I thought that it was quite funny at the beginning that they were using these strange symbols or, you know, Halloween announcements and stuff. But the Halloween one shocked me because I thought, wow, they actually believe that this has significance. And... This idea that, um, you know, COVID was attacking everything that it meant to be human. I remember Matt Hancock saying that. But I remember thinking, why? Why? And because I have children, I don't want to attack them. I don't want them to be frightened. I don't want them to bear the burden of other people's health. So right from the beginning, I thought, as I said, that it was like an antichrist thing. And then I thought, oh, it's a proactive, a deliberate belief system that is anti-Christ
0: you could see it being played out you could see the numerology and the the dates you've mentioned and when they were putting yeah, and stuff also out just
1: very strange symbols so obviously the numbers the symbols the religious festivals the absolute inversion of everything that it means to be good mm. you it was just wicked it was absolutely wicked so a really simple example is my father had a, a lung out a year ago And after he had his lung out, he couldn't get a cold for a few months. So he has to take his own decisions about, you know, what he wants to do and where he wants to go, because he was going to be very vulnerable for a 12-week period. Now, no one has ever before in history said, hey, there's an old guy in Chichester who's had a lung out, so you can't take your children swimming in North London. It's obviously ridiculous. And they used things like nosocomial spread. So if there was an outbreak in a hospital, they would use that outbreak to justify community restrictions. So it was obviously always a lie. Mm. regardless of your opinion on this virus or it's it's danger um but it wasn't that it was all of the the cruel things the idea that it's for the child to defend the grandparent
0: yeah and Inversions, switching yeah. it switching everything around
1: so it's now obviously i think that the biggest lie i ever believed was that there was no god because all of your behavior is dictated by that i realized that i was actually really deeply immoral. So I thought I was moral because I'm faithful or there were no rules. You know, if you don't have any, um, you try not to be too vain or too proud or too gluttonous, but often that they're ideas that feed into each other, mm. you try not to be gluttonous because you're, you're vain. You know, you try not to be greedy because you're proud and you don't want to be on the floor sort of thing. So there's a sort of self-serving loop. Yeah. Very narcissistic. So God, th-
0: God's been under attack for like dozens and dozens of years. Oh now. my
1: God, that was another. Experience this is I this had. is
0: what I was, I was having this conversation at the top of the drive with three Christians: one called Michael, one called David, one called <laughs> Josiah. They'd come knocking on the door, not Jehovah's, just um, I think they were Baptists. And I was, I mean, after I really tried to seed fault in their head about what was going on. And it, for me, it's a, a spiritual war. You must be aware of that. You must, you know, you're going around. You're preaching the word of God, but be aware that you know people of God are being tricked as well. The church is corrupted. And they they did listen to a lot of it, but but they're kind of the the end of that whole process was them saying to me, "Well, if it's true, and this is a bioweapon or this is not a good thing to be taking this shot." For example, well,
1: obviously that's a bad th- thing. But
0: their po- their point was this: is that God will protect me. And I said to them, "You know the parable, the joke about the priest drowning." And being sent a life raft, and being life life raft, uh, a guy with a rope and a, and a helicopter, and he each time he says, "No, no, no, leave me! I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for God. God will save me." And then he's in heaven, and and God says to he says to God, "Why didn't you save me? I drowned, holding on to my spine." He said, "I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a rope. I sent you a <laughs> boat. What else do you want, man? Yeah. You know, help comes in all sorts of ways." So that's what I was trying to convey to them, but they kept going. With, this is my point. Is this is this how religion is infiltrated by man? Is like evil via man, kind of that root in my mind. And 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 they have to have like a control mechanism within it. There can't be an open door within religion. It has to be like my way or the highway. And with Christians, it's it's like unless you know the word of God via Jesus, you're not getting in. Which is absolute fucking nonsense.
1: Well, I—that's another. I had so many different actually these weird religious experiences last year, but I just remembered another one that I had this idea that of like a sort of um, raging beast, like sort of a dragon, I guess. Yeah. That was trying to get up to interrupt God's meditation, and all of the fear was just feeding him, so he was getting closer and closer. This is this was just sort of just the best way of my describing to myself how I felt that this fear everywhere was. Was creating a monster, and there could be no peace. And the interesting thing about the church is that if you go into any church now, everywhere you, everywhere you see, um, separation. So the pews are closed off. and um, I took my son to an Easter service. They weren't allowed to sing, um, and people were in masks, and they were separated from each other. And these things were all evil rituals. So if you do read the Bible and I recommend it. It's a good book, but Mm, um, if you do read it on every other page, it says, do not fear. It's the, it is the, because when you are afraid, you behave badly. But now if you go into a church, which has been for hundreds of years as a sanctuary from fear, it, everywhere you look, you're trying, you're being frightened. And it's in the screw letters that he says, uh, precautions increase, increase fear. And once you're afraid, there's nothing you can't be made to do. So, it's very hard. Like, um, So if we're getting the poison for a second, because the vaccine is obviously killing people, I personally know people that have been died or injured from that. Um, so don't take it if, if you haven't already. And if you have, don't take the booster. <laughs> Um, In Israel now, if you've had two vaccines, you're no longer considered vaccinated. You have to take a third. These people are relentless and are still on trial. And you should respect other people's bodily autonomy and you should respect informed consent. So the fact that those things are under attack is obviously repugnant. But on something really small like um, masks, it's fascinating listening to the propaganda if you're able to detach yourself from it because they have these constant messaging on the underground, for example, saying that if you're not wearing a mask because you're exempt because there's something wrong, there's like a hidden disability in you. So you're teaching both sides to think that there is something um, defective about moral courage. Mm. So it's obviously an attack on the breath, which is considered a spiritual thing. Your your breath, your mouth, your it's everything. It means to be human. It started, it's your started off with of that.
0: I can't breathe. The guy, the started off the programming probably started off with the guy who having his neck knelt on in America by the yeah. police, which was all George very Freud. weird and kind of like ritualistic, as a lot of those American big um, events are. So he, that was I can't breathe, wasn't it? That's when it started. That was pre COVID, wasn't it? And you start looking back. There's probably more seeds where they've put in. I can't breathe, I can't breathe it's like a it's almost as if we are kind of creatures that need to be programmed like biological robots, and we're just taking programming as we go along, so we need a program to follow, so they keep programming us. We just need to re relearn we and just need program to remember ourselves
1: our basic morals so. it's about
0: programming as well it's like you know we're, we're, even on the spiritual level, you have to, to program yourself spiritually. Like
1: the hermit that retreated from life or the monk, or we used to we used to respect the idea that someone could be morally pure the interesting thing about morals once you have some or even before i had any that i was conscious of morals make people very attractive um as in like sexually desirable and they also make morals make you attractive to yourself which is obviously why you're constantly warned against pride and stuff Mm. but i'd We seem to have this relentless attack on the idea of anybody just saying, no, thank you, that's not for me. Whatever it is, if it's television, if it's a mask, if it's both that it's making people that are going along with it think that there is something defective in people that aren't going along with it. And that in order to be a good person, they need to accept that defect, even while they're being encouraged to think that maybe that person is lying and they're not really... Defective. So the, it's very curious and, and it is relentless. It's not just on the underground. We're heading into corporate communism and it's going to take the big companies to make it happen. It's always going to look like it's a private initiative. Mm. This is because it's an attack on everything that's small and everything that's big and status is going to be...
0: Well, there's only two companies that essentially own the entire world really
1: on, on a, small, yes it? even on a really basic level what is capitalism really if it's functioning correctly it should just be that my kid makes some lemonade sells it in front of our house poisons the neighbor the neighbor doesn't buy any more lemonade done taking care of itself as lemonade business folds but if you even look at something like the EU it was just a statement it was just a new type of monopoly mm. a supranational monopoly that destroyed my son's permission to sell lemonade. So it was a, you were attacked from every angle. The lemons had to be a certain type. They had to be made in a certain way, grown in a certain place, called a certain thing, weighed in a certain fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everything is being done so that one you know, m- monopolistic lemonade maker has the whole market. Now, that has been going on for decades and people haven't noticed. So all of these things, though, in their determination to think that everything's normal... They will, people, bless my mother, I'm not disrespecting her, but people like my mother, in their determination to pretend that everything is normal, they will blame anybody that isn't going along with it. So, in other words, the only chink in their worldview is the fact that I'm not doing it.
0: But that's in, that's almost sometimes enough, isn't it? One candle lights up a, a dark room.
1: Well, this is what Havel would say. He'd say, literally, it's the one person that takes the, is, the sign out of their window but I think if you read The Power of the Powerless and you can see how eventually people retreated out of communism, well, ha ha, there's a momentary pause. But seeing people, it's just, it's actually very easy to get people to build it. We are building this prison. prison.
0: Yeah, we're building yeah. a gilded prison. But I think there's, a, see, for me, for me I'll send this to Steve Hughes, that only like, let's go rewind two or three years ago. There was virtually no one having these discussions now, there are millions of people having these discussions so for someone who's recently let's say awakened it's kind of like, "Oh my God, things are really shit. This is awful. look what 's happening, and it is like that that 's at one level of the prism isn 't it? you yeah. know if you can stand further back and get the say if if you 're standing over it, you get a certain perspective if you 're flying above it you're going to get a much broader perspective so for for me that it's been a longer journey and we're all on the same journey just at different points in that journey, it's like a good thing in some ways because I can now talk to you about it. We wouldn't have had this discussion.
1: I've oh. met some of the best people of my life. See, in the last how year. great is that though? So my negativity, I do feel pessimistic that people are going to behave worse before they have their their conscience dead I...
0: Also, not only a kind of a global thing and a societal thing, it's a personal thing. So yeah. we're all, like microcosm, we all have to erupt and get rid of all this shit we have to get rid of we have to grow, grow ourselves and face all our own demons to realize look we have all been playing a, playing a part in this Absolutely, you know myself included all of us every single human
1: but I do on the bright side think that the all the solutions are local so I think it is as simple as now this I have been negatively affected by I, I do feel myself um fatiguing and so there's two things
0: physically mentally
1: both I think so the, the first thing is I think all of the solutions are local so it's really easy to fix it's as easy as you know literally growing something yourself cooking it yourself uh fixing it yourself I think even doing those things will help snap you out of this malaise yeah. but I definitely think it's a, a spell and even it's a if spell. It's a dream even if spell, yeah, yeah even if you're not in it you've it sort of wears you down anything anything that we're doing for ourselves that we're not deferring to the state like any kind of using cash making our own money rejecting any kind of help making
0: decisions
1: yeah um not doing any of the rituals you know if there's going the opposite way to every arrow I'm really just constantly and then sometimes mixing it up you know just so that you don't get stuck in an inversion either well, but I think it's always been like that. We just haven't noticed and we didn't notice because we're in it. There's a famous saying about every um, if everyone's running off a cliff, the person walking the other way looks insane. But, you know, obviously they're not, are they? But I. But it, on a basic level, are we going to be okay if we don't have gas? You know, what are we going to... How are we going to... um You're
0: going to have to wear your ski wear inside for yeah. three months.
1: Yeah, but you know, just...
0: But you know, just m- a, a, an important point, a realisation I had only the other day and it's very simple, but you know... you sometimes you're missing the wood for the trees in yourself, even if you, when you're immersed in it in the forest, is that unless we have a, kind of, a a complete, at least a majority global awakening consciously, a spiritual awakening, what's going to replace the demons that are in power now? What comes next? Just more people further down the food chain who are going to become eruptions of greed and selflessness, selfishness well, yeah, to replace them. So we, unless we have something better... There, there's no point getting rid of them at the moment Well, again, you see what I, I mean there's, wh- wh- who is better at the moment there's not even an opposition in this country well now. of
1: course there's no opposition I mean just look at what's happened in Wales so I I think that they're kind of two I different I mean politically kind of like yeah but look what's happened in Wales they, the the Tory couldn't get their Zoom connection so the Labour has been able to put through the Covid pass in, in Wales I mean there mm. is no Labour and there is no Tory it's no. theatre and so we accept that. But I mean really they've done brilliantly. They had 2 years to introduce this Chinese style social credit system to a free country and the whole of Europe and a free country supposedly like the UK and they've managed to do it without a whimper. I mean at least people are on the streets in France. But here no one's even noticed. And um, we've got the we've got the vaccine passport It's all ready to go.
0: Yeah, it's ready to go. I think they they know, I think there's an I mean we've have we have had massive protests here. They kind of they've they've I've been on all
1: of them. Some of them have been massive. Some of them have been small. Yeah, every but we ha- they,
0: were, they, were, they got to a crescendo. Kind of didn't they didn't have like maybe perhaps half a million people. They were really really massive. And I think like they, they kind of like so they real they let the, they let the fishing line back out again, so to let everyone relax again. They didn't want because they're not stupid. Obviously they're not stupid. They might not be creative because you can see that they mess things up at every kind of juncture. But they're definitely devious and they're planning. But even ahead. the
1: contradictions are all part of the hypnosis. If you if you read um, The Rape of the Mind, it's it's really interesting. It's looking at how it was written in 1956. I it's a long read, but I recommend it to everybody because every single page of that book has been applied to the British public over the last year and a half. Mm. So all of those things, which you think, oh, that's an error, that's a mistake. That is to keep your mind on something that is not the relevant point, which is the actions and the activities of the government. But in terms of what comes next, I think it's everything if everything is small and local and a personal effort to be the best that you can be, it's not about how we create a void and then fill a void with new bastards. It's about people living in truth. So, for us, if everybody started just living in truth today, just
0: It'd be over. It would be over.
1: It would be. It wouldn't even take a month. Yeah.
0: Suddenly, we'd all be growing hemp. It wouldn't be illegal. We'd all be growing <laughs> hemp. But you know, hemp is a great saver of the planet. And I tried to become a hemp farmer like a couple of years ago. The the hurdles that have been put in place are incredible. Like you, you have to pay thousands just to grow just, a plant. It's
1: not just hemp. If once you look at writers like Patrick Wood, and you look at what they've been doing with the green agenda for decades. So it's basically like the um, EU monopolies. This is not to do with whether or not you want to travel and work freely in different European countries. I'm talking about having supranational legislation that helps um, globalists avoid domestic rules, domestic cultures, domestic traditions. When you so this whole green agenda is not for the environment. You only have to look at a field of solar panels in England and be aware that birds fly onto that thinking that they're water. It's, it's you only don't even need to know that. You can just physically look at the field and you can see that it's unnatural. And loads of these solar mountains that they're making is just to store your data. We don't need our data stored. Mm. We are being put into the internet of bodies. We the and this is not a, a secret. This is an open published transhumanist agenda so, so do you
0: think there's been like a, a a kind of imagine the wizard of oz end scene so we've kind of slowly been approaching the wizard behind the curtain and now he's just flashing his balls at us and going well i'm here now and like and people are in kind of almost in shock some people are going oh my god it's a it's a flasher in the bushes and he's behind everything and some people are just like oh it's a flasher what do you want to do and some people just can't see his nuts behind the cape
1: well, I just read The Wizard of Oz to my kids, and I'm not sure that's the message I <laughs> Sorry. took from
0: it. <laughs> of all the things I could have thought of, um, you obviously transmitted that to me.
1: It's so funny. I, so <laughs> I I think that this idea of making it impossible for an individual person to function within their home, town, country, is...
0: Without the state and without, without It's reliance. not even the
1: state, without some external force that they cannot see that if you wanted to read this legislation, it would take you a year of your life but these people have got armies of lawyers. And the point of it is its impenetrability. So everything that you can do on a bigger scale to just do things on a small scale and ignore this total powerlessness in the face of an overarching thing that says what you can grow, where you can grow it, how you can sell it, how you can trade. So if you look now at the Bank of England they're openly talking about whether or not the government should be able to program the digital currency yeah. that they're going to bring in to dictate what you can spend your money on this is all just different ways of making you think that you can't
0: so how do we beat that you how can't we beat this be beast?
1: self-sufficient well What's the I, what's the answer
0: you think it's a spiritual war then do you
1: So I think obviously it's a battle between good and evil and I think that part of this um part of the disenfranchisement of the individual is to make them think that they're not responsible for their actions so right. if i think that i cannot do this and i cannot function i'm not allowed to work then i don't feel that i have to take responsibility so then everything is just happening to me and i'm not an active agent in my own demise Well, that's the first thing. It's absolutely about your personal individual responsibility and you shouldn't be deferring any of it to anybody. That's a really, there's a woman, a mother at my little one's nursery and she's part of building the digital system at the Bank of England. And I said, that's so interesting. I'm using cash everywhere at the moment and I'm trying to use cash exclusively. And she said, it's you. So we were able to have this sort of funny conversation because they want to wipe out your independence from the machine. So the the only way through this, I think, and this is going to be what will take us through the next period, which is Mm. going to be grim, I think. So depending. Financial
0: crash? You're talking about. No, I'm
1: actually talking about um, death. So we've behaved this way for two years, despite nothing happening to life expectancy or to age-adjusted mortality, and I do think that you're going to have a um, a lot of death from this from the from those who have taken from, the vaccine. Yeah. And I think that that is going to be very distressing for people and will be frightening. Um avoiding get all, to
0: know a carpenter and an electrician yeah, and a doctor like white, and uh, like-minded. Yeah, so that's I, what it's about. I mean that is literally talking about kind of forming the communities, forming the new communities, smaller communities where, you know, you you do know those people. And you can rely on one another.
1: Yeah, and you accept your, what it's you're not good going
0: at. Back, It's basically going back. It's becoming Amish, isn't it? Or kind of Quaker, in a way. Because they're not going to be affected by any of this. Which is I find hilarious. That they've picked a moment in time, like the 1850s or something, where they can perfectly survive without any of this bullshit. And I bet you they're not having any of the mask or the vaccine or any of that shit. No. But you won't be able to know about it. In the same way as you don't know that their kids have not got any autism because they don't take any shots, they don't have the MMR and stuff in their community. But you're not allowed to. Re- they're not, those studies are not allowed to be talked about or even. But they they they're, they're going to survive this. They're the meek that are inheriting the earth at this stage. Yeah, I think they have once no you, reliance on anything.
1: Once you go down the um, rabbit hole of allopathic um, Western medicine, I was about to say allopathic, and I suddenly thought if I got that word wrong. But um, this whole system that we have fully signed into of injecting ourselves with various poisons to protect ourselves from um, an imagined threat is the first thing to go in the bin. Um, I'm deeply ashamed that when my second son was born I was in a different hospital and I'd just given birth so I wasn't concentrating and I'd had a totally natural pregnancy I had a totally natural birth very quick Um, and they came around the hospital and asked to inject my newborn with a BCG injection. And I contacted a friend who was a pediatric consultant and they said, oh, if that's what they're saying, then do it. Now I knew something wasn't right there, but I wasn't thinking straight, but i it's totally my fault. So I allowed them to inject my newborn with a BCG injection. Afters I went to the doctor and I said, listen, My three-year-old hasn't had this amazing BCG injection that's apparently so vital. Please inject him with it immediately because he's not protected. So they looked up and they said, well, there's no tuberculosis in this area. You would never be able to give this injection to your child. Um, If you wanted him to have this injection, you'd have to pay for it privately. So I thought, well, this is bizarre. I've either done something wrong for my baby or I've done something wrong for my son. So I then start reading about the BCG injection and it turns out that if you were in a high tuberculosis area and you did believe in this injection, you would still never give it to any person under 10 weeks old because it wouldn't work. So then at this point, I'm like, I've really done something bad to my baby. Mm. He then developed colic. I had everyone told me I wouldn't be able to fix that. He was screaming constantly, had this spots all over his face, over his eyelids and his ears. He would cry and scream for 10 hours a day. My three-year-old started hitting himself because of the stress of it. And then people said, there's nothing you can do about colic. There's nothing you can change. You just have to wait it out. Blah, 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 blah. Then I was told that um, colic was the number one reason that a mother would harm her child. So I'm basically being told that I'm going to harm my baby, that there's nothing I can do to help him. So anyway, eventually I discovered he was lactose intolerant. And when I saw a specialist, I I did this by researching, by cutting everything out until I worked out what the problem was. He was completely lactose intolerant. Once I removed, and I mean anything, I wouldn't even have a crisp with milk powder on it. Once I removed all lactose from my diet, it takes about two weeks to get the milk protein out your breast milk, but then everything cleared up. His skin, the colic, everything stopped. Mm. It all was fine. But I still, despite realizing that a hospital is cash incentivized to poison my child with a drug that made him sick
0: so you directly link that colic oh the, uh, to the no BCG. it definitely
1: was when i saw the specialist they said oh we know this is from the vaccines and it turns out the lactose intolerance is a is a an associated um trait of tuberculosis so i absolutely know that that injection mm. gave him that illness but he's now fine by the way but i still didn't research the mmr that's how in the Matrix I'd,
0: I was. I'd had injections to go to India and Africa and places of far I east. had all my injections. By, yeah. My older son had, I, had I, all I, his I'd, injections. I'd, pa- I'd run down the road to get them so I could get to Thailand and get to Indonesia, wherever it was. You know, I'd be like rolling up my sleeve. But something told me to look. And then when I started looking and I looked a bit deeper, I was like, oh, my God. And suddenly, like, the floor gave way and I fell into that hole. And I was like, wow, they're not having any of this shit. I think in a higher evolved society, none of these vaccines exist.
1: Well, no, and also they don't exist. There's no
0: good. You know, I'm coming to that conclusion. Like only really in the last two or three years, I thought, I thought to myself, maybe some of them are okay, but that even the polio, um, the, the polio that's going around Africa, is the polio strain. Well, they
1: absolutely know that um, the oral polio vaccine has reintroduced polio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that that's not disputed. That's. That's That's, one thing
0: you can show to people. That's actually in The Guardian.
1: Yeah, that's an established fact. I think they gave half a million kids polio. And it's also an established fact that they pretended that they were injecting Kenyan women against tuberculosis and they were actually injecting them with a sterilizing drug. Um, Yeah, it's been going on for a long time because the idea is to have one global governance, one world order. And it is pivotal on the idea that we are all the same that there is no sovereign individual, that there is no bodily autonomy, that there is no consent, because you are just like the person next to you, regardless of all of your differences, and that you are something that can be augmented. Can you see any, lo-
0: can you see any logic on that on behalf of, the- just play devil's advocate for a moment, can you see? Well, of that- course,
1: if I wanted to rule the world, and I wanted to augment the human, and I wanted cosmologically to defy God... By destroying what's made in his image, but on every single level it works. You're talking about people that want power, and the problem is that most people don't want power. So I don't want any power. I I want power over myself and my children, so they go to bed on time. But I don't (laughs) want power over the street. So it's impossible for me to understand that other people live for power. They want to have everybody signed up to their 100% system. It's a technocratic system, and Patrick Wood is brilliant on that.
0: So this, here's a here's a point. Just looking at the biggest perspective again. Let's say we're going to enter into a kind of a, a new galactic Star Trek type future with other races in in like maybe a hundred. Oh wow, years.
1: this is a hole I haven't gone down.
0: Right, but but this is important. It's relative. It's it's completely relative. We would need to be a planet. Kind of, we need to be kind of a. They they'd need to deal with us as a planetary system, wouldn't they? Kind of, so we wouldn't need a one world kind of. <coughs> Kind of like order, you're but the, the thing, You're so the
1: devil, Tony. No, no,
0: wait. So, so let's say it's spot. It's we need like the Star Trek kind of model where it's kind of based on empathy and exploration and no. science. I believe isn't it? Is, is is there no? So my question is: Isn't there any way we could have a a, a global kind of governance no. system where it's not evil? No. So it has any, to always be the kind any, of tribal smaller. Any element.
1: idea that you can have one system for all people? is by the nature of the idea, evil. Because it means that you have to crush and destroy human differences. It's not possible to have everybody behaving in the same way, injected for the same things, mm. living the I suppose the you same could just style.
0: take that on a, on a universal kind of, kind of overview then, couldn't you? And you'd be correct there because you then have to take all the planets and become like the Borg, yeah. this is a Star Trek thing. You have to become like the ball going to assimilate all of them and take control yes. of it. so, so the idea... Is, so you have to have the microcosm always. You always, always have to the individual it's about. And
1: when you have the individual living as best as that individual can, achieving ever new heights of their own personal responsibility and, and self-potential, hmm. then obviously that improves things for other people. Yeah. But at every level trying to... Um, destroy somebody else's responsibility and autonomy is is a negative always but mm. the the technocratic fantasy so i i have got to um go but this is really interesting last year i'm just because i'm one of those creeps that's written so many press releases for myself and would always keep half an eye on where they where they appeared and you know, like well done me i've managed to get my show mentioned here or whatever i just happened to notice so i'd read um a financial paper in an Argonauts blog by a guy called Barry Norris who was brilliant on the vaccine swindle last August and he said well you would never have a vaccine for this it'd be a bad investment because elderly people are too old to take it you know you wouldn't do it unless you were trying to euthanize them that's me adding my own sentence there <laughs> and, uh, and obviously young people would be um, at risk of an antibody dependent enhancement which I wasn't familiar with so I looked into an antibody dependent enhancement so right at the beginning I thought well, there are big problems here, even forgetting the fact that it's obviously unnecessary. Mm. But I saw the same press release in different places, Nat Geo, um, the BBC and The Guardian, USA Today. Um, I put one of those in that wasn't there. But the point is I saw the same press release was about how you could remove religious, um, philosophical or medical exemptions from mandated vaccines. So I was looking last year at how you could force people that would be medically unable to take a vaccine, to take a vaccine. So, And they were bandaging to get this everywhere. So I thought, this is just nuts. Why would you make someone that's not at risk of something take something that they would be at risk of which would then have these other problems. And then I read 20 years of coronavirus vaccine research and they always killed all the animals. Yeah. So I'm very, very... This one very,
0: hasn't had any animal
1: tested. Because so. it would have killed the animals. We are their animal. Yeah. And But even if you look at the British government's um, decade of health pitch, they are talking about how even if you're a little uh, girl in a village in Nepal, you know, their drones our British drones can detect tuberculosis and immediately we can get people there to vaccinate the village. So this is the most extraordinarily imperialistic colonialist project. And it's absolutely global. It's grossly corrupt. It's completely exploitative and it is happening and it's all being pitched to something that's good for you. Mm. And it is not good for you and it is evil. But I see lots of apparently mentally healthy actors saying it is just awful that poor people haven't managed to be injected with this. Well, I have also seen videos of Indian villagers running into the rivers to escape these teams or stoning them. Mm. So the fact that on Facebook, you're letting your little sad little friends think that you want to be part of the project to go and hunt those people down and inject them with something so that...
0: Mm. No, there is no sense to it. Well, I there is. It,
1: there is. Once you look at the new world order, and you actually thought that that might be a good idea on a galactic level. No, I was so just making sure. No, we we, no, we we
0: dealt with that in we, under a minute. That's really efficient. <laughs> I was, I like that. It was really dealt with quickly. But the thing is about India, being a, I think like the spiritual kind of heart of the planet. You know, it's got a lot of spiritual history there. Even the, they at the beginning, they had their 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 poster boy for the vaccines was that um, Bollywood actor. Oh
1: God, the one that died. Sorry, he Died that. the next day. You know, right.
0: that's kind of like, for me, that's d- divine intervention on some level. In the same way as ivermectin, I think, is like, it's only been discovered since in 1975 or something. It's working wonders.
1: But I think as well, the the patent's running out on that. I think that's why it hasn't had more of um a... So vitamin D, they knew from the beginning worked. Um, of course they did. They never, and, they never it's, mentioned it's, vitamin D once free. in it's months. Free. No, and also that it was absolutely... In Andalusia, they introduced vitamin D as a treatment and their deaths halved. And we introduced the vaccine and our deaths doubled. And <laughs> Everything. I mean, this, I mean, it's, it's, this it's, it's is really, all
0: detail, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's all, we, so
1: It's profoundly evil. And unfortunately, people are signing up to it. But I think, regardless of what you've done so far, you can stop. You know, you can stop. There's always a moment you to can turn. make up for it. And someone said to me the other day, you have to do some good deeds to raise the, you know. Vibration. The, the, raise the energy. And I thought, what what can I do that's good? And I thought, wow, how far removed are we as a society from being able to help our neighbor that there's not even something obviously good that I can go and do? So years ago, I don't know if you remember this, they had that evening standard reading campaign. So I volunteered no, 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 to like do no. just reading to people, help okay. them read. But then it said each individual that wanted to help people read had to have like a thousand pounds worth of training to like learn how to read out loud or something I'm like I've got two degrees I write and I read for my job and you're saying that to for me to read like in the local library to some kids (laughs) i'd have to have a thousand pounds worth of training i've to kids
0: in school listen to me yeah
1: that you have to you have to employ and, and get all of this money for the evening standard reading yeah. campaign i said like, this is quite clearly corrupt yeah, it's yeah, yeah. absolute nonsense and drivel but when i was asked to do good deeds the other day i thought my goodness i can't even work out how to do any and what
0: did you do did you do any
1: well you've done a good I, deed
0: you've come here today to share some
1: yeah i mean listen i'm not a complete cunt i you know, give money or I'm nice to people, or I'll, hold, I'll help someone with their shopping or open a door for an old lady. I actually went back to this person and said, I can't think of any good deeds to do. And they said that a time is coming that it will make itself obvious to you. I, I, thought, think gonna I, think, oh, I think it's going to be
0: obvious to you. I think you're having, an, in my opinion, you're having an accelerated yeah. spiritual awakening. Oh no,
1: they meant there's going to be such catastrophe. that There'll be all kinds of people for you to help.
0: Basically pulling them out of their houses and loading them into vans. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. No, I think not I, cause don't I, th- what, that, I think what do you mean by that? Or the dead.
1: Oh, yes, helping him the dead. Yeah, not
0: like to get him in the van to vaccinate him. <laughs>
1: that's, not, that's not something I've signed up for. What, what radio going to make a show? bit of money on the side, Jeff! <laughs> not, uh, not the conversations I thought you'd be having. No, I think... Um...
0: I don't think that's going to happen because I think there's an infinite amount of possibility that can happen, always. Because, you know, linear time, going back to what you were saying at the beginning, I do... linear time, it's all kind of happening and happened. It's only this moment that's kind of a reality. Yeah,
1: I think. Listen, good wins it always does, and then the whole rigmarole starts over again. But um, I do think it's going to be
0: worse before it gets better. Yeah, we're in the birth. It's kind of it's it, like we're in labour. You know, the the no. divine feminines in labour, and it, it's popping out. It's on its way to coming out. So there's labour pains. This is one. Kind of no, I, no I don't agree. Well, where is, do you think we, we are, are I then? Think we're think we're a, I gonna, think we're
1: in a war and there's no chance of us getting out of the war if people aren't realising that they're in one. So, but you just
0: said that good always wins. Yeah, the war So wars, where are we in that process of like, think, the, the the end point of that when, when good wins and, and evil loses? Where are we I, in that scale and that I, timeline? I don't,
1: I don't know. I've. I've That's re- what I'm saying. I think I'm, we're like I
0: th- just get pushing. Th- no,
1: I, I've, I've reconciled myself to this.
0: I'm gonna say goodbye now, but um, I think 2024. But will you come back to talk again? Maybe so much to get from you. you I see? would
1: love to talk again. I really could talk for hours. It's just that I'm actually supposed to be in Primrose Hill in four minutes.
0: Well, so that's the <laughs> other. That's the that's the posh equivalent of Chelsea for anyone doesn't know in North London. So thank you very much, Tandy, for coming. Um, and I want some more. If possible. Yeah, let's do
1: another one. Please. Why not?
0: So um, when you're not going to Primrose Hill to learn ballet <laughs> or something afterwards, <laughs> we'll, we'll do the next bit.
1: Okay, fantastic. To Galactic Zoo.